we're back and this time under a month yeah i know we're um so far setting the world on fire with this new year's resolution yep maybe we can keep it up but i i hear we talk too much about our plans what we're gonna do so, so I, let's, uh, let's, I wish you cut it off let's wash that shit right now yeah uh, also we got some feedback about how we never close out stories and the story being this recorder we resolved it by buying another recorder I actually have the old recorder. I've I've now completely dismantled it. Yeah, I wasn't able to fix it. <laughs> Can you even put it back together? Um, I put it half back together. <laughs> I have all the screws. I could probably do it, but the, right now it seems to me there's no point in putting it back together. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah, n- uh, naked from the back side, <laughs> like it, it belongs. It's gonna be a nice table weight. <clears throat> yeah, paper or paperweight. Weight, well, doorstop. Yeah, but that did, did I ever go into that story of how we got the second recorder? No, you should. Yeah. Or maybe. I don't know. I don't listen to the, <laughs> I don't listen to the recordings. <laughs> no, but I mean, in, in terms, like, the second one was the sketchy one where I messaged you and mm-hmm. I said, I think I just, you know, purchased a, a recorder or a package mm-hmm. that got stolen off of someone else's porch. Yeah. Because I went on Facebook Marketplace, just mm-hmm. typed in this recorder and just so happened it came up. They were asking for 250 for it and yeah. being the Asian that I am, I obviously got a super low ball people because mm-hmm. they didn't write please no ball or please no low balls. Yeah. So I got throwing some ridiculous shit and I said, how about 180? Mm-hmm. And then the person said, okay. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. Because it's brand new in box. Yeah. We meet up. And it's this like Russian, is it Russian lady? I think it's like some Romanian lady. Oh, it's a gypsy. Yeah, maybe. I'm but allowed to say that. Maybe not. Anyway, uh, people here don't know gypsies. Gypsies are a thing of the past. But anyways, back <laughs> to the story. So she showed up with the package with a green tape over it, two fifty. I'm like, what the heck? And you can tell by the person. I'm like, asking them. So what's you know what's the condition of it? Mm-hmm. She said it's brand new. <clears throat> it's just in my in my basement. I'm like, how do you just have these stuff in your basement? Mm-hmm. This is a very specific thing in terms of like, you don't just show up or yeah. one day go on Amazon yeah. and just buy a recorder. Right? You don't win it at a raffle. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Most definitely. <clears throat> so then she proceeded on showing me more ads that she had. Mm-hmm. It's all these computer like products and it's all brand mm-hmm. new. She's like, everything's hair is brand new. It's like game and mouse. So anything that you imagine, you know, people purchase online, like mm-hmm. keyboards, she has it all. And I'm like, this is very sketchy, yeah. but I don't care because I'm getting a good deal of this. Yeah. Even though it's a stolen product, I'm a hundred percent sure it's a stolen yeah. product. And hot mic. Yeah. Right. Hot <laughs> mic. Hot mic. But I ended up taking the cash out of my wallet, and I was just counting. I was showing her, oh, I have one sixty on, or yeah, one sixty five on me right now. Let me go to the bank machine and then punch out the other 20. She just took the 165 and she's just like, we're good. (laughs) Like she didn't even want to go on camera, you know, as I'm typing in the the code, she's just like, no, we're good. And because I, after meeting up with her, I said, oh, can you do better? And she's like, no, no. I'm like, okay. So I was kind of surprised when she just took the 165 and bounced. Smart tactic. Yeah, so I'm gonna start doing that for all my Kijiji and uh, you know deals. I'm gonna just show up with like a little bit less and mm-hmm. and try and get away and pull out the first cash. Are we aiding and abetting these porch thefts, these porch pirates? You, 
You know how I feel about porch uh, pirates. Yeah, you've been victimized before. Multiple times. So I hate it. And did I have to become a snitch and go on helpline <laughs> and then report her? Can't deny or confirm if I did because I don't want to get stitches. Yeah. But um, in terms of that, I, th- I feel like I gain kind of, not really. We, we gain by buying a brand new mic two times which <laughs> we could have saved all this trouble yeah by buying it at a actual store yeah i guess we saved on a tax but i guess <laughs> yeah but i have a paperweight now <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so that's the story to this recorder the quality is uh a bit better we're just still adjusting to it um but like a lot of our listeners said don't talk about these stuff the behind the scene you know let our producer handle it. We have no producer. There are no behind the scenes. This is it. This is all there is. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into what we're going to talk about. You recently went to Chicago for work again. Yeah. Uh, we went during the government shutdown. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting. How was the TSA? TSA is run by them, right? Yeah. TSA is run. They're not getting paid. Oh, so they're doing it on a voluntary basis? No. They have to show up to work. Oh, okay. But they are not getting paid. <laughs> um, so they're in the negatives because they have to freaking ride the, the bus or whatever the heck they do to get yeah. up there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, you know, one line for everyone, lazy ass people, just like not checking shit or like giving people a hard time. Yeah. When I went through uh, uh, border um, inspection at Chicago, yeah. it was actually like not too bad, like 10 minute wait or whatever. And then coming back out of Chicago, it was um, it was normal. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. So huh. there was a small airport though. So I heard there was chaos at like Houston Airport and Atlanta Airport. Really, like the big hub airports. Yeah, were, were crazy. So I kind of lucked out when I came or went to New York and flew mm-hmm. back. I think when I flew in, it was right before the government shutdown because I think the shutdown happened what early January. Um, or is it late? I think Dece- it was late December. Late December? Because right now it's in like day 20 something. Yeah. Late 20s. Oh, I'm surprised that the delay that I got at like LaGuardia mm-hmm. wasn't as bad as I, I imagined with, yeah. with, with, a, with a government shutdown. Yeah, I think like the, right, right now it's kind of tough because. I guess FBI, they had like food banks set up for FBI agents across like across America or whatever. Yeah. TSA probably going to be the same thing because like the type of people that you see working at TSA all the time, like these people are one paycheck away from like food bank yeah. <laughs> like, just by looking at them. Did you ever watch yeah. Get Out? Like, uh, yeah, I did. It's the motherfucking TSA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, the, the guy's friend, right? Yeah, the yeah, guy's yeah, friend. Yeah. I was so yeah. joked. But... Yeah, I'm glad you, there was no delays, even though, like, Chicago is, like, the most murderous city <laughs> in, in the States, if not the entire world. Yeah, my buddy, um, so a guy who used to work in Toronto, and when our office closed, he moved to Chicago to yeah. work, to live. Uh, he was telling us a couple stories, like, he pays two grand a month for rent downtown. Like, the good part of downtown. Good part of downtown. So, he was living on, he was living in Airbnb when he first moved. Yeah. It was a struggle for him to find, like... Uh, a place to live because he had no credit. So he had Wait, no hold credit. on. So, was he originally from the states? From Toronto. 
Oh, so he's Toronto working. Yeah, he moved. Oh, he's an expat. He All right. So he was having trouble <clears throat> finding a place to live. So he was in Airbnbs. He had to build up credit before he found a place to live. Yeah. So he moved to a condo close to downtown or in downtown or whatever. Yeah. Um, he told us a couple stories about, like, his apartment is on the first floor. Yeah. Of, like, whatever complex he's in. He told us a couple stories about how he watched or heard, like... Some like crazy shit going down. It doesn't matter where you are. Like I know Southside Chicago has a bad reputation. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, it doesn't matter where you are. Shit is going to happen. Shit is going to follow you. In, in a city yeah. that has that many murders. Yeah. When you are a target and you walking around anywhere and yeah. someone sees you, they're going to fire at you. Yeah. He was telling us about a couple occasions where he heard shots being fired. Yeah. And then one bullet got like lodged in his door, his door frame or whatever. What the fuck? And um, <laughs> you heard screaming, like someone call the ambulance. <laughs> like, and then another story. Dude, he's paying two k a month yeah. for rent. That's crazy. I mean, still dealing with this bullshit. I'm wondering whether a lot of people have stories about that. Like, you just if you turn off your TV, turn off like, all the electronics, you hear gunshots. Like, you probably you just might. hear sirens all day, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sirens going off. And, you know, he talked about how he saw, like, some guy, like, just get, like, dropped down, like... What do you mean, like, knocked out? No, 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 no like, fired at and just, what like, What the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't know if he's exaggerating or what. Dude, I don't know like, why he's still <clears throat> living there. I mean, the guy is kind of... Like, the guy's kind of hood. Like, he's the blackest brown guy I've ever met in my life. So he's a West Indian? No, I, actually, I don't know. I, I can't say. I think he has some, like, black relatives or whatever, but... Yeah. That guy... I, I don't know. He told us some kind of crazy stories. He was trying to get us to like hang out at his place too. Yeah, I'm like it was already kind of weird for a grown ass man to be inviting us to his place. Like, yeah, you know we are on like company budget. We can go anywhere we want. Yeah, Why yeah. Why are we yeah. hanging out in your place? Because dude, <laughs> dude wants a good night's <laughs> sleep, man. He probably never yeah. slept since he moved in. The dude wants other targets like to be <laughs> yeah. around him, man. He wants some like meat shields to shield him. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We never did end up going to his place. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mostly uneventful trip. Uh, the hotel was a bit rocky um, uh, for me and my um, my colleague that were there together. But the trip was very nondescript. Um, we ate like motherfuckers there. Yeah. It was just kind of crazy. We just ate all like the greasy junk food. Yeah. The fried chicken. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, all that, that uh, food court food. One thing that like kind of grinds my gears about the U.S. And I don't know if it's coming here. They have these payment systems. That are like all like touchscreen tablets or whatever. So yeah. when you go down to the food court, uh, it's like a fancy food court, like something for the office workers to go to. You go to these trendy restaurants, get your takeout food or whatever. They say, oh, the tipping options are shown on the top of the screen. Yeah. All right, cool. I hit zero tip, sign my name, and that's it. Yeah. I just think kind of the tipping culture is out of control. Oh, fuck. Like, Agreed. It's just, and I think I, re- I actually fought, I was so angry, I followed up on it afterwards. Why am I tipping at a fast food restaurant? I can't figure it out. Like, you, you might be a little bit more trendy fast food. Yeah. You still served me and I took my own, like, box and I left. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know if that's worth any sort of tip whatsoever. If you want to, if you want to compensate your employees more, charge more for the goddamn food. It was already yeah, over 15 bucks Canadian for each yeah. meal. But the thing is, it's like, see, the whole debate is like, argument is to pay 
your employees more mm-hmm. by passing the buck down to your consumers, mm-hmm. which we're supposed to pay the extra money or mm-hmm. extra p- price or whatever dollar on the price. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know these motherfuckers are greedy as shit. Mm-hmm. And once they see that money f- flow in, they're not going to distribute it. Yeah. There's no way businesses are distributing stuff like that, especially like large car- corps. Yeah. I mean, none of these, I, don't, I think, were corps. Maybe they were. I don't, I don't really know the brands. None, yeah. none of them were like McDonald's or BK or whatever. They were like all like original sounding names yeah. or whatever. But, I mean, the meals were already so expensive. Yeah. Right? And I think that these terminals that they're installing, like yeah. these Square or whatever iPad terminals, are pressuring people into tips. Because like, the tips are right there in like big boxes on the top of the screen. Dude, I always... We, we have that here. Like... Save you get like takeout, yeah. And when you're paying by credit card, yeah, they'll always go through like the tip. You know, before you you punch in your pin, yeah, they always say, "Oh, how much do you want tip?" Yeah, I'm like nothing because you did nothing but put my food into into the box, yeah, for me to consume later because that's what you're supposed to do. That's part of the process of giving me my food. Yeah, so no at, fuck you guys at least those ones are kind of subtle like yeah. it's a small screen you yeah, can yeah. kind of shield it or whatever yeah. no one has to look at it this like ipad thing where it's like the employee can see it and you can see it at the same time dude what's more so it's like it's like when we go to a bar and afterwards when we're, we're paying the bill mm-hmm. and you know when you hand over back that machine the mm-hmm. atm machine and mm-hmm. the, the cash or like the waiter is just standing there pulling up waiting to see <laughs> how much tip you gave yeah I hate that. It's I hate like that fucking, moment, man. It's like a fucking game show, man. Dude, like, we all we all just go around. We're like, hey, how much you tip it, man? How much you tip it? Yeah. Because we don't want to out, out tip each other. To me, it just it doesn't even matter to me. I'll tip whatever I feel is necessary. Yeah. Well, like, in my mind, maybe the service is different than in your mind. Yeah. Like, we, we've gone through this whole thing before with multiple, like, bar nights where we go somewhere. And maybe the waitress wasn't having a good night because mm-hmm. obviously uh, we, we, we've gone back to the same place. Yeah. And the service is much better. And now it's a little bit more personable just because like she knows and recognizes us and yeah. she knows how we operate. Real recognize real. Right? Yeah. So, but it was just that off night when she was being a bitch. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you. You're yeah. not getting anything. I'm not tipping you. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I feel kind of bad about it now that I'm talking yeah, you know, bringing it back, but no, fuck, fuck this tip culture. We have friends that says like, no, you need to tip. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it's already so expensive to go out and eat, and like the whole convenience of it. And at this point, sometimes I look at it, I don't even want to get into like the whole issue of tipping. I rather just like order takeaway and just bring it home and yes. just eat at home. Like, a part of me don't want to deal with the styrofoam garbage stuff yeah. too, but sometimes. Not having to get into the awkward situation of tipping people, and then yeah. if you don't tip enough, they give you a little bit of attitude, like "Yo, fuck you." Yeah, we're not made. We're not made of money, too. I can't go be paying this meal and mm-hmm. and then paying another five bucks on top. That could have been my lunch right there tomorrow. Yeah, I think the tipping, the obligation to tip. I think I read some stat, and again, pulling the stats out of my ass like yeah. usual. That like the tipping machines like those square machines those ipad machines resulted in like several million or like billion dollars of tips oh, extra really? that people probably would not have paid at like coffee shop yeah or like restaurants or quick quick serve restaurants i would typically be more so if i'm paying in cash at a coffee shop and mm-hmm. say my coffee's buck 84 and i pay with a toonie i prefer not to hold change like 
unless it's a loony toonie or quarters anything else are just like not worth it in my opinion i just drop in a yeah. tip jar it's it's nothing right but with with this atm machine it kind of gets me thinking like i need to calculate yeah. and the thing is they always give you these ridiculous like suggested tip amount yeah which is like 20 percent, 22 percent. i'm like dude i'm not made of money man <laughs> i don't think i've ever tipped that much in my life unless the service is like really on point mm-hmm. and for you if the waitress is hot yeah. and you want to get with her then yes <laughs> i was looking up this article first of all let me show you um the, how the screen looks so this is what the screen looks like oh like, shit. how big are those tip buttons right there yeah, yeah. they're huge but right, and the no tip buttons right right at the bottom. Yeah, uh, as big as those other buttons are, I've been kind of trained in my mind to always zone in on the no tip. Yeah, the, here's a funny story. So, a couple of years back, we were cel- uh, when I was working back at a firm, we were celebrating with uh, these new CPA writers. They passed mm-hmm. the CFI. Um, so it's typical the firm. Everybody there would go mm-hmm. out for a night and we drink and whatnot. So this one time I went out, partied out at um, Brant's, I think, mm-hmm. out on the west side, or the west end, uh, got super drunk, uh, got really loaded, and at the end of the night was closing my tab, and it was asking me for tip, and I was like, fuck, I barely, I barely see things straight, mm-hmm. so how am I going to punch in this tip? All right, whatever. Yeah. Ordered like, you know, 10, 15 drinks. Mm-hmm. I guess a dollar a drink is, is reasonable, right? Yeah. So I'm like $10. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up in the morning, I was like panicking. I'm like, fuck, I don't have to receive. I don't know how much I tip. I could yeah. punch in a hundred bucks. Because <laughs> yeah. these motherfuckers are ballers out here, right? They're probably paying a hundred dollars or like 150 bucks and they're paying like 30 bucks tips on it. Yeah. I'm not like that, man. I don't play like that. Yeah. So I went, I told uh, my wife or my girlfriend at the time, yeah. my wife now, uh, said shit i'm scared i over tip i got a call i got a call the the credit card company and she looked me straight in the eye it's like lincoln you won't tip it's not in your jeans <laughs> i'm like fuck and you hung up the phone and yeah i it. saved myself like 10 minutes of dialing up yeah. to talk to a rep but yes i it is in my gene not to over tip i yeah. will tip but don't expect a generous tip do you tip when you stay in hotels? Like tip uh, the, 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 the chambermaids or whatever you call them? No, never even considered that. My, you know, my colleague was saying, like, as often as you travel, you don't tip the hotel staff? I'm like, Yeah, no. you travel so much, you'd be broke ass if you well, keep tipping. I mean, I actually, I'm ashamed of myself, but on this last trip, I actually did for like three of the nights after he told me. Oh, yeah? I'm like, fuck, let me leave a dollar out yeah, like, yeah. per night. But then the, the problem is that like when you, you know how sometimes some people are very ungrateful mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, a dollar, you might as well not tip me at all. Yeah. Wouldn't, aren't you, aren't you worried when you get into that situation? In a, in a hotel with like, you know, several hundred rooms, if you collecting like a, a, a buck dollar each, yeah. every, you know, for a quarter of those rooms, you good, yo. That's true. Yeah. But <clears throat> most likely it won't happen. The only time I ever tipped a hotel mate or whatever term you use yeah. there was when I went to a resort yeah. in Cuba. And they always say, oh, don't give them money or whatever. Buy them uh, a gift so they can bring back home and mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, I got them. I, I can't remember what I got them. But, you know, a couple days later, I went to the gift shop. 
out of the blue just decide to see what there is to buy yeah and i see the motherfucking item i brought there <laughs> in the display case oh shit. and they're trying to sell it for ten dollars oh, and dang. i bought it at dollarama Holy so shit i'm starting to wonder is it even worth tipping in terms of that sense i don't even know it didn't even cross my mind and i did it out of like shame yeah so, it's it's all shame man yeah everything is about shaming the person <laughs> The next person is like, you know what? I'm living right, and yeah. but here you are walking by telling me I need to tip this person. I need to tip that person. Sometimes if I see a job is rough, say like those shuttle bus drivers out in, yeah. in the airport or for hotels in airport, I'll give them a buck, three bucks here yeah. and there, just whatever change I have. Just because, you know, it's a heavy, you know, it's... Job, you lift him back. Yeah, you're lifting. Yeah. You're, this guy can blow his back and yeah. he, he doesn't have the social network or like to cover it yeah right so I'll, I'll give that but sometimes the worst part is when you have to pay in cash but you don't have a small you know, bill you don't have a small yeah, bill yeah. and you're like fuck I want to tip you but I don't <laughs> want to pull out a 20 yeah. and tip you with the 20 <laughs> yeah you see their eyes light up and then the soul drains out of their eyes right when they see you put that 20 away yeah so yeah it, it is a shame culture so did you want to get into our main topic of of Hamilton? Oh, you want to? I was going to talk about Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. So, I you know going with my my work colleague who's been my friend for so long. We were thinking, all right, we're going to Chicago. It's his first time in Chicago. He's like, do you want to see the uh, the Blackhawks play? I'm like, they're terrible. They're the worst team in the league. Yeah. So no, no, Ottawa's the like, worst. Are they? Are they? I don't know. You try to correct me, so you can verify that shit. I swear to God, like, Ottawa is pretty bad, but I wouldn't be surprised if Blackhawks is at the bottom, too. Well, they're terrible. Yeah. It's like, the Bulls also suck. Yeah. What are we to do? Hey, Hamilton's been playing there since I've been going to Chicago for the last two years. Yeah. Is so, it the original cast? Like, It's not the original cast. Okay, so, like, the... Lin-Manuel Miranda is not in it. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. But, uh... I kind of sat on it for a bit. I'm like, do I really want to shell out that much money to like go watch a musical? I'm not a musical guy. Yeah. I've actually never been to a musical before this. So I'm like, you watch, shit. You watched Book of Mormons? No, I didn't. Never, oh, you did? never seen it. Oh, That's pretty That funny. would be right up my alley too. Yeah. But I'm like, shit, should I do it? Like, finally kind of bit the bullet, bought the tickets. They were like 150 US each. Shit. That's actually not too bad compared to I think the Broadway prices in New York are, okay. are much higher. We but what, the, the Hamilton original is in Broadway still? I'm not 100... I, I, I know so know. little yeah. about this that I can't even say. Agree. Okay. But, like, I was telling um, work colleagues, oh, yeah, we're going to go see the show, whatever. Everyone was hyping the shit out of this. Yeah. Like, every, as soon as you mentioned Hamilton, a little smile went on everybody's face. Like, everyone just hyping it up, <laughs> saying it's going to change your life. Like, it's, it's the best show out there. Like, I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. And then, like... There's one point where... What's like, so good about it? There was one point where it got mentioned, and yeah. I was, we were sitting in a little work area, and, like, three people that I don't even know, like, got up and started talking about it and said, like, how amazing it is. And I'm like, you guys are sending this hype train out of out of control. Yeah. And then I found out one of the guys was, like, the chief human resources officer. Oh, crap. So I'm like, shit. Rewind <laughs> that shit. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I went to the show... And did it change your life? You came back. You, it did change my life, and so that I had less money. <laughs> um, but it actually was a really good show. Yeah. So it lives up to the hype. I don't know 
if it's going to change any lives out there. But yeah, it was a really good show. But would you be the type to like get up from your desk, walk over, talk to a stranger just because they mentioned or even like whispered the words Hamilton? No, I don't believe I'm going to mention it unless somebody asks me. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my own business. I am not. I do not need to give this any more hype than it already has. Yeah, but what was your like reservations in terms of going into it? Because it sounds like when you mentioned it to me yeah. earlier last week that you're going to Hamilton and you felt like you're gonna have some hot takes on it. I thought that this is be, this is me being me. I thought that I would be the one guy who's like, "Why are you all hyping this up?" I was thought I was gonna be the one guy to go in and be like, "Nah, yeah, it wasn't that good." Okay. I wanted to be that guy. And yeah. it turns out that I could not because it was an amazing show. All right. Yeah. Well, chances are I'll most likely not watch the musical. It'll probably yeah. come out on, on DVD, it, like turn into a live movie. It, it's coming to Toronto at some point. Oh, is it? Oh, but it's going to be a, such a hot ticket. It's going to be crazy expensive. Yeah. And like, I mean, the, the crowd. So let's talk about the crowd. The mm-hmm. crowd was like... Ninety percent white people. In yeah, Chicago. In a, in a, yeah, in yeah. Chicago, there's ninety percent black people. Where are these people coming from? And like, you listen to so the it's the life and story of Alexander Hamilton, who was like a founding father of the U.S. Um, U.S. Treasury, Treasury Secretary. Yeah. Um, decorated war um, general or whatever. Yeah. So it says talks about his life and story, but it's performed by mostly minority actors. Yeah. And, like, it has, like, singing. It's a musical. It has singing. And it has, like, hip-hop in it. So what you're so, telling me, it's uh, historically inaccurate. It probably is in a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah. um, where are all these black people coming from? <laughs> yeah. um, I Why thought, are they dressed so nicely? I thought that, like, you know, purists would, like, have a huge issue with that. Like, his, his, history purists. Yeah, but come huge... on. Like, you know the, the society nowadays. Yeah. Especially the type of people that would go out to watch a musical is most likely on the left, yeah. left wing. They can't say anything. But I thought actually, you know, being a black man myself, listening to this musical, I'm like, damn. Some of these like rap lyrics are friggin' hard to hear. I yeah. cannot understand what this guy is saying. Because what, are they rapping in old English? Um, somewhat, I think. But they're also rapping in English. Yeah. And like, I cannot make out the words. Maybe, you know part of the audio acoustics or whatever yeah but like i thought that they would completely dumb it down for yeah. like the demographic of the audience like older white people <laughs> yeah. and they did not that's my only knock on the show is that kind of the rap lyrics were somewhat hard to understand but you could still follow the story yeah so do you have it all downloaded on on spotify um i had this on track before i just never yeah. listened to it because i did not understand the context of anything yeah, yeah yeah now i think i can listen to it well, I guess you you got to experience one of the greatest cultural phenomenon in the past like five years. Yeah, I don't know if the hype train hype train is completely justified. I thought I would come. I would thought I would be the one guy. Like, I think it reminds me of this episode of Seinfeld. I, mean, I don't know if you watch it, but mm-hmm. like that one character Elaine who like didn't like the English Patient movie. Yeah, and everyone around like loved it. And yeah, they ostracized her because she didn't like that fucking movie. Yeah, I thought I would be that one person, and you thought you I would was, be like Tom. I was proven incorrect, maybe. I thought I would be the counter-argument. Like, yeah, yeah, you're the devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. You have to be the one that pulls it up. and then. But yeah, it was money well spent. So Yeah, yeah. knowing you like in terms of how where you spend your money and if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. If you think it's good, then I would consider watching it if this ever comes on Groupon. 
I don't know if it'll ever hit Groupon, man. <laughs> That's, it's going to be such a hot ticket here. People are going to like give their firstborn child to go watch it. I think I want to watch The Lion King first. Oh. Because in terms of production, it seems like more more up my alley versus the whole... I, I have enough trouble listening to rap music as it yeah. is and understanding it. And if I have to listen to it to understand yeah. the whole story... There's no chance I'm going to follow along. But what if you're going to listen to like some African songs? You're not going to understand that either in Lion King, right? It's a bunch of roaring and drum yeah. beats, right? <laughs> Hakuna Matata. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I'll see. But, glad, well, I'm glad you liked the show because it sounded like you were going to... I knew it's going to be pricey. So, yeah, it's good that you enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I guess that's your trip to, to Chicago. So. Yeah, in a nutshell, those are the interesting bits. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's business as usual when I go there. So yeah, no, not uh, at least you get to do something new and not have to watch crappy hockey and crappy basketball there. So yeah, no hate. So something we wanted to get into is this whole Gillette ad that we've seen. And if you haven't watched it, pause this podcast right now spend three minutes and watch it it's on youtube you can't miss it you just type in gillette it's like the most watched video out there if you're driving don't watch it distracted driving laws are crazy yeah that, <laughs> we'll talk about a little bit about that later too yeah. but yeah what do you think i i didn't know it was such a huge thing until I went online and people were talking about it like i i watched it yesterday and I saw like the thumbs up versus thumbs down ratios on that video, and it's ridiculous. It's it actually be... worse. Yeah, Justin Bieber's "Baby Baby" wasn't even that bad. It could be the most hated YouTube video of all time. It could be. It's yeah. probably trending that way. Yeah. But the thing with Gillette is, uh, no publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah. So there's no bad publicity ever, and this is it's getting people talking about it. Yeah, one and, way or another. Yeah. Well. If for people that are driving right now that hasn't watched it, it's just basically it starts off with the Gillette typical tagline for the past like fifteen twenty years have been the best a man can get. Yeah. So now they're trying to be almost like Dove doing that whole social justice kind of uh, angle, trying to play into the Me Too era. Yeah. And trying to eliminate toxic masculinity. Yeah. What is toxic masculinity? Uh, apparently it's just masculinity. Yeah, I guess. Because all men are toxic, right? <laughs> well, from, from what that commercial... I, I've read articles that has looked on both sides and mm-hmm. have fought for both sides in terms of, oh, this one's like, this is ridiculous. All these like uh, conservative side people are saying mm-hmm. the, the liberal feminist side is going out of whack. Now they're targeting the entire gender, which yeah. is the male gender. Um I can see where they're coming from, and I can also see the fact that at the very end of the ad, there also talks about or tries to show good examples of like people, like bros stopping bros from like catcalling girls. Yeah. Um, or like this dude with his tucked in polo shirt and his like <laughs> khaki shorts stopping his son from getting beat in a beat on by this other dude or by this other boy. Um, all these examples of how you're supposed to be. Some of the more like the ones that kind of stuck out for me a lot is first of all, in this entire ad featuring men, there was not a single like Indian like or Asian men, Asia oh, yeah. entirely. If you think about it, if you look at it, there's not a single one of them. Is it because they were regarded as a more beta, beta culture? 
So we're not kind of grouping into this whole masculinity thing. Uh, it's more like keep your animalistic behavior in Asia, please. Do not bring <laughs> that shit to America. We will not acknowledge it. I was wondering if maybe the fact that they're, you know, it's Gillette. They're trying to sell razors, yeah. So they're not going to bother selling it to like Asian guys, cause, Asians, like, but Indians. They but Indians, yeah. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but then again, some of them never shave, right? So yeah. like, it's a waste of like ad space to try to sell them. That's one of them. The other one is just like the examples are a couple of scenes where they took live real clips of yeah. like you know black men stopping violence yeah and like uh, a black father with a with his daughter telling mm-hmm. like, oh you're strong kind of stuff in the mirror. Yeah. I, I find that you know why is it the entire other all these other clips are all kind of staged while yeah. these ones you're not using stage clips. Yeah, it's very uh, propaganda-ish. Like, all that carefully selected imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, like the line, that barbecue line of men. That, yeah. like, 20 men in a line. Yeah, like, boys will be boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. boys. Like, I don't know. Like, can are men the only ones that can be bullies? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. Because, like, growing up throughout, you know, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, whatever... Girls can be fucking mean to each other. Like, very, very mean. Like, guys go after that, like, physical aspect. Mm-hmm. Or we might rough you around. We but always girls, say, like, you can fight it out, right? Like, yeah. you just... Guys will get into a physical alter... Like, well, we'll fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I might get my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. But at least the whole act of standing up for yourself, actually standing up and fighting, mm-hmm. kind of gives you... Buys you that respect, right? You got to be quick on your feet, right? I mean... Even from a verbal standpoint, right? You get teased. You got to be the one coming up with like something better. Try to one up. Yeah. Like try to roll with it a bit, right? I mean, the way kids work at that age, they're they're still developing mentally. They'll roll with whatever side is like the winning side, right? Yeah. The crazy thing is, like you said back in school, it's not just you know boys on boys mm-hmm. or girls on girls. It's actually a lot of times where it's like the opposite sex with each other. Mm-hmm. Just just because of the way we we grow up. Mm-hmm. We all start off playing together, not knowing what's the difference between boy and girl. Mm-hmm. And then come, what, like grade three, you have cooties. And then yeah. this whole divide where guys are talking to guys only, girls are talking to girls only. Yeah. But the stuff that can be, sl- you know, the verbal abuse that can be thrown at each each other like on the opposite sex it's just as you know toxic yeah as uh boys to boys yeah i think if it was ever just one-sided someone's gonna stop that shit like it it wouldn't even be fun yeah right (laughs) yeah like it's going it's a back and forth kind of thing i mean not not always of course there is the extremes yeah people are out there getting bullied i'm not gonna say it's not gonna happen but you can't the whole idea of thinking that you can't you that you can stop bullying completely is ludicrous there's no way i don't i don't think you could yeah i mean today there's new forms of bullying so there's a lot of cyber bullying everyone's carrying a phone you can't completely stop it some of it can be i want to argue some of it can actually be good for you yeah well you gotta be you gotta grow thick skin right Mm because the world the real world out there no one's gonna protect you hell like I have a son, and I understand I can't protect him forever because mm-hmm. there will be a time and day when I'm not going to be around. In terms, yeah. you know, if I'm gone, mm-hmm. who's gonna like? Where did he learn from? 
Yeah. Even now, like when he has any tasks that he's struggling in, mm-hmm. I try and find myself from having to step in and help him with it. Yeah. Because life isn't easy. Like if this is the hardest struggle that he has is crawling from point A to point B to get grab yeah. something to put in his mouth. Yeah. And like ignore it after 20 seconds that he should fight for it and learn how to get there. Right. Yeah. It's you got to give them building blocks in terms of like confronting issues. Right. Or uh, the word escapes me right now in terms of um, challenges in life. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point in stage, people have been coddled so much where the smallest thing is actually offending people. Yeah, I agree. And I think about like, there's people who are, you know, taking the charge and leading this fight against like any form, any form of shaming, any, any form of bullying. Then you have Gillette. Gillette is a brand. Yeah. Gillette is a corp, uh, not a corporation. They're owned by Procter Gamble. Yeah. They're a corporation. And now we more like corporations should have a a, a social responsibility, yeah. an environmental responsibility. We get it, but now we ha- we're getting into the point where now this is heavy virtue signaling. Like, yeah, Gillette's not apologizing. They're they're not apologizing for anything. Gillette didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, they just sold razors. Yeah, right now they are stepping up into like virtue signaling. Yeah, where they're saying, hey, we indirectly want to sell more razors. So but, let's talk shit and get people. Let's jump on this kind of bandwagon yeah. to get our brand out there. Like I think a lot of it is that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. For, do you think they really care about the message? They don't care because, like you said, they're owned by Gillette is is a subsidiary of yeah. like Procter and Gamble. Yeah, and guess who's one of the biggest like NFL sponsors? Gillette, right? Procter and Gamble. Uh, yeah, or all their products, right? I yeah, mean, I know Gillette has Gillette Stadium in in uh, New England, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me you're trying to stop this violence, but mm-hmm. yet you are <laughs> sponsoring one of the most violent, you know, sport yeah. that's that's around right now. Yeah. So and in that whole locker room area, it's basically toxic masculinity at its best most of the time. Yeah, I mean, there cannot even be a gay player, you know. Not in the NFL, not I don't in the think. NFL, right? They're sponsoring that that all of that. They're sponsoring two guys bashing their head into each other. Yeah, right? but not yet. On the other end, they have their sub telling us that you know we we should be better. And as a guy who's not, I can't say that I'm not completely everything there. Mm-hmm. There's there's stuff in there that I can relate to. As in, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. For me to say that I was never bullied or I never yeah. uh, bullied anyone, mm-hmm. that's complete lies. I, I, yeah. I've like manned up to it a couple of years back where during the whole Facebook boom where everyone's kind of, you're recollect, reconnecting with a lot of people yeah. on Facebook. I went and I went and apologized to, you know, people that I've kind of like verbally abused back mm-hmm. in the day, yeah. not knowing what it was, but like I've, I've apologized yeah. for, for the action that I took. The apology was never accepted. Granted, they don't have to accept my apology. Yep. But at the same time, they should not be the one sending me a fucking invite if you don't want to be my friend. Yeah. Or connect. Because, mm-hmm. like, if I cause you that much harm, but you don't provide me with the opportunity to kind of, you know, ask for forgiveness and kind of tell you, hey, I was a complete asshole back when I was 12 years old. Yeah. But <laughs> show me someone that's not an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I've been on both sides of the fence as well. I've done some bad things, but I've also been on the other side. Yeah. Um, I've apologized to people. I've also had people reach out to me from like elementary school. Yeah. Like 
when their life gets put into a new perspective, you know, there's one guy who reached out to me. I think his friend died in some sort of like bar fight or something. Yeah. Like I went to grade six and grade seven with this guy and he reached out to me, I think when I was in university or whatever, yeah. maybe, um, I barely remembered him and I told him, look, you know, it's water under the bridge. That was so many years ago. Yeah. Like we good kind of, I don't know. I mean, what do you want me to do? I yeah, don't, yeah, I don't it's hold not, grudges it's, that long. Yeah. It's not all going to be fucking butterflies and rainbows. Mm-hmm. So you, you get it back then we didn't know any better. Which is fine, because at this point, you know, when I have kids, I'll teach them. Mm-hmm. And when you have kids, you'll teach them. Kind of moving forward, kind of stuff. We don't need a fucking, you know, Gillette telling us that this is wrong. That The whole issue is not... You gotta allow... It's almost kind of flows into... Mm-hmm. Connects with our last podcast, talking about, mm-hmm. like, learning from your mistakes. Yeah. And stuff, right? Yeah, I think that um, when you see Gillette... Um, doing what they're doing and the reaction, you know, that has gotten a lot of positive reaction. It's got a lot of negative reaction. You always have like the idiots that are like, I'm, I'm going to fucking flush my razors down the toilet. <laughs> like that kind of reaction. You can't really escape, you know, Procter and Gamble. They're everywhere. Yeah. So like they own Oral-B, they own tooth- toothbrush, they own Crest, they own the toothpaste. Yeah. They own laundry detergent. Dish detergent. They're everywhere. You cannot yeah. boycott them because you are going to be dirty motherfucker. Right? <laughs> You're going to look yeah. like a caveman after boycotting them. Yeah, you but, won't You won't have an issue avoiding cat colonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or getting invited to these like pool parties. If you don't they, will, they will smell your ass from a mile away. Yeah. Um, the, what people should be angry about is the fact that Gillette is charging $4 for one fucking like, cartridge of yeah. razors. Uh, which I had to abandon like years back because the fact is you can't use those razors like more than freaking three times. Yeah, you're gonna they, get crazy razor burn. They cut your face up like crazy. Not yeah. only that, it cuts you fucking four times. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> I think like on that point, you know, the the cost of these these razors. When I think about it, the men's razors cost like you know four bucks a piece or whatever. But like the women's razors, like with the with uh, the lotion strip or whatever, yeah, yeah. like they cost a crazy amount. They cost more money than like, really? the men's razors, right? They cost more money than the men's razors. That's and gonna they be another all... front. The feminist is gonna fight. Why are we yeah. having shaving our legs? They oh well, let's not get into that, <laughs> right? Maybe they're gonna stop. Maybe they're also gonna jump on Gillette and say, "Nice try, Gillette." Gillette's like the white knight, yeah. trying to like jump in there and virtue signal and get like all the women to buy their brand. Yeah, right? yeah. this seems to be what it is, but. The women need to wake up and realize that Gillette's charging them more for those Venus razors. Yeah. And, like, Gillette rolling out those Venus razors in, like, pink and baby blue colors. Yeah, yeah, Like, how much more obvious can you get that you're also being patronized by Gillette? Yeah. In terms but, they, of- but they don't sell it under that flag, though. Sorry? It's not under Gillette. It's under it's Venus, right? Venus. Yeah. yeah. But it's made by Gillette. It's made by Procter & Gamble, right? Yeah. Not gonna lie, I did consider... You know, using some Venus uh, razors back in the day. I'm like, damn, fuck these razor burn. Yeah. It'd be amazing if you get that glide like the Venus. That thing comes out with a full like thing of lotion. That's <laughs> crazy. But, I mean, you want to talk about corporate social responsibility. You know, why doesn't Gillette, first of all, lower the price on the damn women's razors? Or lower, the, lower it on all the razors? I think right? what people need to understand is they don't have to buy these 
all right, we went from like this whole ad yeah. into like shitting on Gillette and then yeah. telling people not to buy their razors, which I proved that message because <laughs> why are you paying four dollars or five dollars for you know four blades when realistically you only need one? Yeah, if you can do a good job in shaving, you just need one razor, yeah, and you can just get those like the old school style. Like, I went into this whole thing where I did my research and I went old school, I don't use a single blade because I feel like. You're gonna cut. Your I'm gonna like become a juggler and die. But I have those uh, the double. What's it like the safety safety razor? Safety yeah. razor, amazing. Yeah. I can never go back, and it's so cheap. Yeah, it's like you're looking at maybe ten ten to fifteen cents a piece, and you use it maybe two times, and you toss it out, and you yeah. get another one. Oh, do you get them from any of those mail order ones we hear on like the podcasts? I don't want to mention the name. Oh no, because they're not doing. They're not sponsoring us. Oh, but yeah. I don't do it. <laughs> No, you can just buy it on on Amazon. Why oh. do you? What? How lazy can you? Do you have to be mm. to not just you know stock up on your razor blades? Yeah, I need like them once every my, like two months. I need razor blades and underwear delivered to my house. Yeah, or else what am I gonna do? Yeah, just <laughs> don't wear underwear. <laughs> but yeah, don't use those razors. Just use the yeah. you know the safety razors. It's all good to go, especially those dis- disposable ones. You're getting a shitty shave. Yeah. And you're throwing out a big piece of plastic. Directly into the ocean. Directly yeah. into a dolphin's mouth. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. Which means eventually, due to my environmental move, I'm going to have to start using a single blade and yeah. start sharpening my own single blade yeah. as well um, to avoid tossing more of these double or like safety razors out there. But I, I think, sort of circling back to the whole, the whole uh, commercial and the whole issue, isn't there such a thing these days as just standing up for a cause, but kind of like being quiet about it? Like, don't be so fucking loud and in your face about it. Don't overreach and don't virtue signal, but just do something good. Yeah. And like, let your action do, do the talking. Let your action do the talking. Put value where it belongs. Don't like send out these propaganda messages and then leave it to the interpretation. And yeah. then do nothing of value other than putting that message out, spending money on that. Why not? Hey, okay, so men are being you know toxic or whatever. How about donating some money to like Big Brothers or I Big think Sisters? They are. A mill a year or something. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. um, step up the donation then. Or yeah, I'm, I mean a million dollars. How many cartridges is that? Yeah, <laughs> barely anything. <laughs> it's like ten cartridges. I know. <laughs> um, or how about like donating to women's shelters? Or yeah. like any other educational programs, like put your money where your mouth is, but like, can you do it in a, a little bit more subtle way? But that it, that doesn't bring any money in. I mean, is a is a commercial going to change your behavior? So say that you know you were one of the guys represented in that commercial. Is that commercial really going to change your ways? Oh, I realized all along the error of my ways. Yeah, I should stop catcalling these girls. Yeah, you know, and it's just stop. No. Of course not. Again, the whole action. Me and you are both very, very aware, and probably a couple of our listeners mm-hmm. are very aware. We're woke mm-hmm. as fuck, so we're not gonna get like changed in terms of like these commercials, right? Mm-hmm. We've already seen how it is, and we understand how the world works. And there's always like the bad part to it, right? And this commercial isn't meant to, yeah, like you said, it's a virtue signal, and they're trying to do something. I feel like it's the only way for them to get themselves in there. Because mm-hmm. when was the last time anyone was talking about a Gillette razor? Never. 
Never. Yeah. It's all of a sudden they drop this thing and then everyone's talking about it. It's making it on those like 6 p.m. news, you mm-hmm. know, roundtable talk show like this pod. We're talking about it, even though this topic's kind of gone in circles for us yeah. a lot. But for them to kind of spell it out and show us, hey, everything that we've learned up till now is wrong. We should do, we should be even better in this. Yeah. And when I look at it, okay, you don't, okay, catcalling is bad. But at the same time, if guys, how are guys supposed to approach girls? Yeah. Like, the guy that got stopped at the at the door, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> oh, no, not cool. Not cool? What do you mean? Like, how do you know what he was going to do? Yeah. He's not going to go up there and just grab her ass and run away. Yeah. He's got to go out and make his move. That man was saving that girl for himself. Let's be honest. Not <laughs> yeah. cool. That's, that girl's mine. Yeah. Or even at that pool. Like, oh, whatever that that fat kid was saying to the other, to the girl. Mm-hmm. The guy steps in, not cool. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is, I don't understand how all this thing works. Like, Hollywood is living in their its own bubble. They think mm-hmm. everything runs this way. But in the real world, this is not the case. For sure. I mean, I wanted to see a situation. First of all, that fat kid would never have that confidence to go up to that girl to begin with. Coming up with his man tits all sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, I want to see Now we're fucking body shaming <laughs> these guys. Yeah, someone also did jump on that body, shame, body shaming bandwagon as well. I think Avon was targeted yesterday by that lady from uh, The Good Place, which your wife just started watching. Oh, here's some yeah, that No, no, the, uh, the, the Indian lady plays... Uh, Tahani, don't remember the, the actor's name. Yeah, okay. but she was jumping on that. But the thing is, you you watched that show. Though. I watched two seasons, and then I saw her tweets yesterday. Oh yeah. So yeah, she's jumping on Avon for you know kind of body shaming, saying like you know women's imperfections shouldn't be shamed and stuff. Like there's a market for all that shit. Yeah. So when when we're gonna buy it, if you think it increases your confidence, like go ahead and buy it. Yeah. All that shit's pushed to the side. Like. We're expecting a little bit too much of corporations, and I can kind of jump and play the devil's advocate, where I'm saying Gillette probably felt like this is the right thing to do. Gillette's probably this old friggin' sixty-five-year-old CEO sitting up top, and they're yeah. thinking, you know what? Yeah, this Me Too movement and stuff. This is good. This is good ad. Yeah. Put it out. It's like shooting it out into a vacuum, expecting it's like a dad joke. Yeah. It, the only person that thinks it's good is a person that proved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. I didn't know about the Avon, but that that can be a, like a complete separate podcast. The whole body shaming and Everyone, the reality. Everyone's beautiful. No one should be ashamed. Yeah, they're overweight. The whole body shaming goes both ways, right? Like men, you know, we, we have to have six packs or or whatnot. We have to have six packs, six six three. Mm-hmm. You know, make one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, got a good retirement fund, or else no girls would look at us. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at this toxic masculinity or whatever, like, what is the reason why guys sometimes act that act the way they do? And I'm not trying to, like, blame the victim or whatever, but yeah. do women not, like, throw their sexuality around and, like, cause a little bit of, like, craziness? Because they, like, they try to take advantage as well. Yeah. In certain circumstances. Not every... Not, I'm not trying to label all women with the same brush or whatever, just like, you know, you shouldn't label all men with the same brush either but you know they throw that sexuality around to uh, take advantage too yeah they use it to their advantage if they know how to use it especially the more the snaky ones where they purposely use it and Mm -hmm. you're telling me they don't use 
their sexuality to make money. Look at all the Instagram models. Yeah. How do you think they travel the world with without going to school and without having a job? Taking pictures of their butt, flashing their tits everywhere. Yeah, you know rich people. Yeah. You know like these rich Saudi Arabian princes are sliding in their DMs, yeah. offering them like 50000 flying them yeah. out. And Tony Clement <laughs> yeah. sliding in the DMs. Anthony Weiner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's I'm not saying that they deserve to have these kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. a lot of them know what they're doing. Yeah. And a lot of them know how to manipulate with their body or yeah. use their body to manip- manipulate people. Shit, I just lost my thought. I was going to go into some something related to it, but continue. It Shit, might, it might now, pop back on. Now you throw in that mic to me and I don't have a thought to talk about. <laughs> no, it's like it was related to Gillette in, in, in a way. Yeah, no. The thing is... More like, in the real setting, no matter what, sensitive, there's got to be people that like the sensitive guys. But mm-hmm. there's also people that like like the ultra-aggressive like mm-hmm. school athlete or star athlete of the school. Mm-hmm. And you're telling, you're trying to send a message that this is not what society wants anymore. And I almost guarantee you 100%. These assholes in high schools are still getting to girls. Yeah. Like, and no matter what you do, these guys are still the ones that do it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, maybe it's part of the whole bad culture of being raised by people who treat you badly mm-hmm. and you, you, you just want a bad boy. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, it's like the animal kingdom out there, right? Those, yeah. Those girls want those aggressive-ish males. Like, not... Guys are going to beat them up or whatever. Yeah. But guys who know how to get what they want by like just going out there and getting it. Whether it's like excelling in sports yeah. or you know being really good socially. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys who do that tend to also like that aggressiveness tends to leak into other parts of their life too. Yeah. It's what you do. How you do everything is what you do anything, right? Yeah. So that, speaking of like the animal kingdom. It's weird how humans think we're not animals. That just because the way that we can think and we can have consciousness. Yeah. They think we everyone out there think we're not animals, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you boil it down, it is almost. There's only so many, so much that we can change. Yeah. But at the same time, when you go out there and you look at an animal kingdom, there's no animal kingdom that has the kind of responsibility or the ability to switch roles yeah. like how we do mm-hmm. like you're not going to go out there and see like a pack of you know wolves or whatever you know who the alpha is yeah and you know who the beta is mm-hmm. uh, or omega mm-hmm. and you know look through every single other animal out there there's no switch where it's like for humans now we're trying to deal with not deal with but we're we're going into the ways where females can have just as much responsibility say you know equality right we can all do mostly the same things yeah not biologically but everything else yeah so it's it's kind of strange when you think about it for people to kind of accept that it takes a little bit time Mm -hmm. and again we would beat that horse to death already so i'm not gonna go into (laughs) it we did not beat that horse Peter will jump all over us we (laughs) fed that horse first of all we don't have a (laughs) we don't have a budget to to beat a horse or own a horse (laughs) Yeah. Can't even go into a pet and zoo. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that that can go on forever. Yeah, but another way of like talking about growing up and 
and how to raise kids. It's Ontario and Canada with the whole situation with like distracted driving now. Yeah. And also all these like um, automated speed uh, contraptions or cameras that's being placed everywhere. Or those um, ones, the radars that show you how fast you're driving, right? No, man. Have you heard about the new one where it was down at Eglinton and Overly? Okay. Uh, they installed a camera which tr- can catch how fast you're going. And if you're speeding over the limit, mm-hmm. it takes a picture and it finds you. But is it at a red light? No, it's just on a street. Is that legal? Apparently it is. Okay. So they're going to start... That was a pilot program back mm-hmm. in Q3 of 2018. Okay. It was a four-month program. And what happens is, like, it's almost like the red light camera. If you run it, then, you know, you're going to get a letter in the mail and you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. No demerit points because they can't prove who's behind the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's a cop that pulls you over. But... You're getting fined for it. Mm-hmm. And apparently the news is a couple of days ago that in Toronto, not like Ontario, in Toronto, they're going to be installing 700 of these cameras. Holy shit. Yeah. 700 of these cameras, <laughs> mostly in the school zones that mm-hmm. they're designated, the community safe zones. Yeah. So if you get caught speed in there, it's double the fine. Again, no demerit points or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's double the fine. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? It's getting kind of ridiculous. Like, what if those... I mean, those cameras are maybe somewhat an invasion of privacy because they're everywhere. Yeah, it goes, it goes pick, back to, like, China, man. What if they pick it up, pick you up doing something else? Like, yeah. what if I'm a married person and, like, I'm meeting, you know, some broad on the street corner? Yeah. Like, and it picks it up, <laughs> right? Now yeah. someone in the government knows that I'm cheating on my wife. Yeah. <laughs> they can hold it, hold it against you. Yeah, that's it's crazy, right? Like everything's kind of on the CCTVs now, and no matter what we're doing, it's being captured. It's a crazy nanny state that's kind of being developed here. Like in terms of like the the drunk driving laws, I don't know if you saw this, but they can actually like test you two hours later or something. Like so, you could basically like drive, go home, have like drinks yeah. in your house, yeah, and then if a cop like saw you like two hours ago yeah and decided to like follow you they can actually test you like when you're in your house dude that's stupid it's kind of crazy like they can yeah. actually say okay you're drunk so you were drunk when you were driving yeah i think it's getting it's getting out of hand in terms of like how they're sending all these rules and regulations out here uh these cameras even now like it's been probably 10 15 years with this whole red light camera technology mm-hmm. Do you understand how it works? I don't understand how it works. Every single time I'm going through these red light cameras. Yeah, you pray. I'm praying. Yeah. I don't see a flash, right? Yeah. And for them to do something with the speed in, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i going to hate driving through Mark, uh, like Toronto. Yeah. Luckily, it's not in York region. Mm-hmm. It's only still kind of contained in, in Toronto. But you know it's going to move out towards everywhere. Because most recently, maybe two years ago... Markham started kind of installing mm-hmm. a lot more of these red light cameras, but is this really what we need to be doing? Like, I know is, they're trying to police these pedestrian. Like, a lot of pedestrians get hit. Yeah, right. Um, that's a lot of cyclists get hit, and it's unfortunate. But is this really the best way of going about it? I think like, the better way is to have stricter driving tests. I, I tend to agree, and there's a lot of people that shouldn't be on the road driving. Yeah. and I have like a theory behind this. In terms of like immigrants coming here, mm-hmm. you're having a lot of back in, say, for example, Chinese 
immigrants coming here.、Mm-hmm. In the past, when they're living in, say, in China, there's a the public、uh, transit system is pretty decent, so、mm-hmm. not they don't have to drive everywhere. Also, like the ability to kind of fly down taxis or whatnot、mm-hmm. is readily available. But once they immigrate out to Can Toronto or Canada, you have to drive. Yeah, especially if you're living in the suburbs. Most most of the time, they are living in the suburbs, so they're、mm-hmm. driving. So when you're taking someone who's like 50 years old or like 40 years old、mm-hmm. uh, who hasn't driven ever, and now they're supposed to drive, yeah, they're gonna drive like shit. Yeah, they're gonna drive too slow, not be aware of anything. Yeah. I think a large that's a large part of it.、Um, Come on, like for us, we've been driving since we're sixteen. Yeah, like now that I'm turning thirty three,、mm-hmm. I I can tell that my driving ability not maybe not my driving ability but、yeah. my level of awareness yeah it's high it's、right? high、yeah. like I'm double checking my blind spot like two three times、yeah. before I'm I'm switching lanes nowadays. Yeah, there's the odd time that you know I change lanes and I'm like oh shit someone's there. Yeah, like, it's the very odd time. A lot of the times, there's someone hanging out in my blind spot, like just chilling out there. Yeah, it's it gets kind of crazy at some point, and a lot of it is, yeah. I mean, new drivers,、uh, immigrant drivers that are coming over,、uh, driving too slow and not being aware,、yeah. or whatever, just not being aware. But a lot of it, and this is my theory, people are getting more and more selfish out there on the road. <laughs> right,、um, you see these these yellow lights. Like normally, you got a yellow light, you have one car in the intersection. You have maybe another car behind it. Oh yeah, you know, a third into the intersection.、Yeah. Maybe two of those guys can go. Yeah. But like these days, it's like four guys are going. Yeah. Like three or four guys are going, and you know those guys are waiting for that light. But then the people that are coming on that yellow are like, "Fuck those motherfuckers!" And、yeah. They are driving through. Yeah. It's a, a chain reaction of selfish actions because you know that there's like very little consequence. Like no one's going to drive into you. On purpose, yeah. So you were gonna take that chance, yeah. Like roll the dice to get where you need to go, yeah. So, in terms of that, I think we gotta be proactive and get better, stricter lo- rules in terms of like making people drive or do the test in manual.、Mm-hmm. You know, because if you can drive manual, then switching to automatic should be a breeze. Yeah, because that requires attention and focus. Yeah, you need to know your vehicle, and there's no better way to know in the vehicle and the capabilities than、mm-hmm. to drive it manual, right? the The simple act of just when you're driving automatic, it's just gas and brake, gas and brake. Yeah, you don't need to know the capabilities of your car. That's why you、mm-hmm. see cars, you see all these clips where cars are parking, but they mess up. Yeah. Instead of stepping on the brake, they could friggin' step on the gas and they、yeah. friggin' run into into the into the store、yeah. or over a car、yeah. and whatnot. And I think when if you're learning how to drive it on manual, there's no way that's gonna happen. So I guess I need to learn how to drive a manual then. Yeah, good luck in finding a manual car these days. True, they're not making them anymore. I moved to the Europe. Yeah. So、uh, another one is like the whole distracted driving, right?、Mm-hmm. A lot of There's a lot of like myth, a lot of stories going around saying, that, you know, people saying you can only do this, you can only do that.、Mm-hmm. Apparently, distracted driving is only the use of like the f- cell phone、yeah. for calling, messaging, checking, a change of music and whatnot. Yeah.、Uh, when you're drinking, grooming,、mm-hmm. and all that, it's yeah. called careless driving. Yeah. So there's like a di-、uh, a difference between the two. So I'm not sure if they're being more vigilant. In terms of like the careless driving as well,、mm. but there was like a crazy rumor that someone amongst our friends mentioned to me. Oh, you can't even use your dash 
or not or like whatever the deck that you have oh. to change a radio station or something i'm like that that is ludicrous that's stupid so that's you're crazy. telling me the fucking company like volkswagen decided to make this bomb ass display yeah and i'm not supposed to look or change it or use it <laughs> yeah you just basically have it there the glow is on your face and that's it yeah so i find that that's compl- that's fucking ludicrous i don't agree with people that are Using a phone to text. Yeah, texting. Texting. Checking their social media while they're yeah, driving. That's Tinder. That, uh, I'm not perfect. I've done it in the past before where yeah. sometimes you're stuck in traffic or you're at red light. Yeah. It's almost like instinctual. You just pull up your phone, unlock it, and next yeah. thing you know you're in Instagram. You're scrolling yeah. for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And the more I realize now, there's nothing going on in Instagram. No, especially or, fa- or Facebook. Or Facebook. Especially since a lot of us, like a lot of our friends out here are kind of more aware of this these shit Mm -hmm. and they're not posting as much in terms of um their lives their daily lives because they don't want to get tracked but i find that kind of stupid like i can't change my music uh, you know at the stoplight or use the built-in gps system so you're basically obsolete and everything if that's the case yeah it's kind of dumb i mean you should be policing it when the car's in motion I, I agree there's people getting distracted on their phone like at the stoplight too i don't think people should be like just chilling on their phone for like seconds at a time yeah if i need to change a song or like press pause or do something i should be able to kind of do that yeah um like the way the law is being applied as soon as i touch that phone like police yeah. gonna be all over you right yeah the second you hold the phone you you don't even have to do anything on it there's one of those things where I think minority groups are getting up in arms because, like, minorities already get pulled over a lot. Yeah. Now, like, police going to be targeting them for all new reasons. Like, we can't street, we can't uh, card them, can't street check them. Now we're going to, like, pull up this, like, distracted driving law. Yeah. Like, they can do it. They can tell you you were on your phone and it's very hard to not prove it. Yeah. Like, yeah, how are you, you going to prove it? Unless you have a camera watching you inside the car yeah in which case you're not allowed to touch that thing either yeah uh, i think if it ever goes to court i'd be interested to see you know can i pull up the phone logs to say because the phone tracks everything that's happening on the phone yeah can the phone log tell me like when the screen was on yeah or whatever or are they gonna say i doctored that yeah that's true which unless you got huawei yeah then it might not it might not have that capability of so tracking everything you do. I might say call China. China knows that I wasn't on the phone. <laughs> they can, they won't call China with Huawei. Yeah, <laughs> CFO being detained right now. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's stupid shit like this. It's kind of taking the fun of everything for everyone. Another law that's kind of passed most recently or an act is like the whole drone law. Mm-hmm. I'm a drone owner. Um, I understand. You shouldn't fly it near airports or helipads um, and all that, right? Yeah, because Gatwick got shut down and then Heathrow got shut down yeah. in the last couple months because of drones. And then it's, they're like, there may have been a drone, there may not have been a drone. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fucking, these shit, it's crazy. And then I'm like, okay, I understand. It can be dangerous if it's flown up mm-hmm. and it hits a hits an airplane. Okay, mm-hmm. make us register for the drone. Mm-hmm. So when you sell it to us, you know if it causes any accident it's mm-hmm. there's a proof there it mm-hmm. knows and that way you can track the person you mm-hmm. can find them do whatever you want with them mm-hmm. that's fine but now they're making it so you have to pass a test like just a recreational drone you have to write a test to get certified okay. or else you can get fined if whoever pulls you over so asks you to show them your license and also 
the registration. So let's get this straight. They're making you take a test so that you can fly this toy. Yeah. Right? Yet, there's no test for operating a bicycle on the street. Yeah. Gotcha. So, this basic test is... You, you're you being tested with uh, plane rules, like mm-hmm. airplane. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I just want to fly this thing on this remote control. Yeah, in the park. In the park. <laughs> yeah. I just want this thing hovering around me, take group shots, mm-hmm. and you're making it such it's so difficult. You're almost killing the whole drone industry in, in, in Canada. Yeah. Because two years ago, DJI, one of the major drone producer, like the lead in one, they would have stores yeah. and physical stores. Now they don't even have those stores because oh, I was gonna say our next sponsor. Never mind, don't sponsor us, <laughs> yeah. please. Not not in Canada, yeah. but in, in the states, mm-hmm. you just have to register your drone. You can fly in downtown mm-hmm. anywhere, and you know as long as it's not near an airport, whatever designated yeah. area is, then that's fine. Dude, I, I get that. That's that's okay. States is a wild wild west, man. They don't need to register anything there. Yeah, you carrying your like heater, you're carrying your gun around everywhere. <laughs> But the gun probably doesn't even have a serial number because yeah. it's stolen down in Mexico. I, I saw a de- I saw I sanded off that serial number a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's shit like this, man. I don't understand why why are we why are we over policing, over regulating all these items? We're just trying. Are we creating more jobs? And I know I'm in these groups on Facebook just because these groups do provide a lot of information because users use uh, given mm-hmm. that experience. Uh, a lot of them are, I know for a fact that their progress, they'll fly without registration and doing a test. Oh, damn. Because you're going to run the risk. Like, unless someone calls on you, mm-hmm. uh, again, if you're not spying on people and you're not invading their privacy, mm-hmm. I don't think unless you have freaking Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. out here <laughs> strolling in the parks and uh, they're not going to call the cops on you. And even mm-hmm. if the call, call if the call, if the cop gets called in, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? They're not going to go. They have so much shit to deal with nowadays. Yeah. Do you think they know, they understand that you need a registration and you need this, the test? I've been watching these cop videos on, on YouTube of cops getting owned. Cops barely know the laws that are already existing. Yeah. All right. So to introduce new shit would be like way over the top. Yeah. It's it's like, okay, you're just, just make me pay the $10 registration fee. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. You yeah. want me to pay it annually? Sure. Whatever. 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you just want it. I don't know how much money you're getting out of that ten dollars, but mm-hmm. but the fact is, like, you're expecting all these cops to know this rule and to like find me and whatnot. It's not going to happen. Majority of the time, it's not going to happen. Most users, if they're smart, they they already take it out to the woods, right? Like when we went hiking, I took it out there. Yeah. Who the hell is going to call on me to to ask for my registration and whatnot? Yeah, nobody's going to do that. Yeah, and I think the people who are already flying the drones near the airport are going to keep doing it. They're not going to register shit. Yeah, they're doing it for just to fuck things up. Yeah, so they know that they they can win. Yeah, where's those laser guns, man? Just take that laser gun and shoot yeah. that drone out of the air. It's we, so simple. Yeah, we need the snipers activated. Yeah, so I don't understand why why we're making a big deal of that. I just don't like the fact that we're moving towards such a state where everything's kind of. Um, gone to a point where it's regulated mm-hmm. even the, the amount of like shade provided by a, by a building yeah is regulated in toronto you have to provide so many you know so many shades or so many trees all these condo corps whenever yeah. they build up before they can get i guess closed they yeah. have to get uh evaluation right i i'm gonna disagree with you on that i think it makes sense that they do provide like 
um, greenery yeah um, space for families to actually enjoy outside because a lot of these condos going up in like concrete jungle up there yeah there's no park for like miles around yeah so that's good that area is going to be their park so i think that they should be stipulated or, or else why would they put in a park we're just going to pave everything in concrete right i get that that that's yeah. fine but and in terms of providing shade right like you need so many trees mm-hmm. in this area or else you can't and then you lead to condos building fucking trees on the fourth floor yeah <laughs> um, how does the fuck does this root work you understand that the root will grow yeah and this tree will grow i know this building's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna age gracefully yeah definitely but you're not you're also not gonna knock that shit down yeah chances are you're not knocking this building down for at least like 50 years yeah even then like you're so tight in the core nowadays you can't even knock it down no way. as we were saying our memory card was full just right where we we're gonna end it so instead of leaving it at a really awkward ending, we'll have a regular, regular awkward ending. Yeah. So we're good. Are you good, Andrew? I'm good. All right. Until next time. Peace. Peace.